listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. I'm Joseph Casco alongside my partner, Mark Nortz. Hello, hello. And now we're joined by Chad Steele, the Senior Vice President of Communications for the Baltimore Ravens and a 1997 graduate of Winthrop. Chad, thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be here. I, it kind of shocked me when you said 1997. I can't believe it's been that long. It's getting a little crazy. I, I'm a 99 grad myself. Uh, we won't ask Mark the year he graduated because <laughs> he might not remember that far back. But uh, we certainly appreciate you taking your time uh, you know, out of your busy schedule, especially with the NFL draft going on this week, to be with us. So I, I guess I'll make that our first question to you. What's it like with the, with the draft happening this week? How busy are you? What are you up to? You know, we're really busy. It's crazy because we don't know what to expect. This is the first time that the draft has been done virtually. Uh, a lot of phone calls, a lot of Zoom web calls, just trying to get things together. And, you know, we're, we're at the tail end of it, and, and the mock drafts have been done, and uh, IT work has been done in everybody's house. And now we're like, okay, it's, uh, it's going to happen tomorrow. We're not exactly sure how it's going to go. Uh, but we'll get through it. But the thing is for us yeah. is all 32 teams are facing the same thing. So uh, we, we know our board is is good. We we know the type of players that we like, and uh, we have trust in in our owner and our GM and our head coach to to pick the right people. So it's it's going to be a little nerve wracking. It's going to be a little different, but. Uh, one of the benefits of this is that I'm going to be doing it from home. So I'll be able to be here with my wife and kids. And usually for draft weekend, it's three days of me leaving early in the morning and getting home about one o'clock in the, in the morning and not being able to see anybody. So I'll be able to experience the draft with my family for the first time, which is going to be really cool. Awesome. Um, Got to ask the question. Uh, you were you know basketball player here at Winthrop. How did you go from basketball to the NFL? And can you tell us a little bit about you know what your job entails? Yes. Uh, well, f- first of all, how I got here was I, I was I was playing basketball at Winthrop, and I had to change my major, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, Dan Kenny was the head coach at the time, and mm-hmm. the Carolina Panthers uh, had, had started up, and they were training at Winthrop Coliseum till their stadium was built. So I was there, you know, two, three times a day, every lifting, running, practicing. And, and Coach Kenny got me hooked up with Charlie Dayton, who at the time was uh, the head of PR for the Carolina Panthers. And uh, I went around with them for a day and said, oh, God, this is I love this. This is what I want to do. And they kind of laughed at me and said, you know, we've got 200 resumes of people with experience that are willing to to intern for free. You know, what experience do you have? And I really didn't have any. Um, but Thanks to the uh, to, to the SID department at Winthrop and and my coaches uh, really kind of uh, went to battle for me and and I was able enough to get an interview for an internship and uh, I did a uh, training camp internship after my junior year uh, another training camp internship after my senior year and uh, uh, since I since I declared my, that major late I had 15 hours left so uh, I did some work uh, in the athletics department at, at Winthrop during the week and then in the evenings and on the weekends I would drive up to Charlotte and do whatever I could to, to help out the Panthers and graduated in December um, then uh, the Panthers helped me to get a season-long internship up here at the Ravens uh, I was here for a year uh, after that, I went up to ESPN. I was a sports sports center and uh, NBA Tonight uh, production assistant. So looking at highlights and, and cutting them for, for sports center, which was an interesting job for four months. And then a few jobs came open in the NFL. I, my first full-time job was with the San Francisco 49ers. I was I was there for three years, um, and then a job came open uh, here at the Ravens, and uh, I came back, and I, I've been here for, for 18 years. And uh, so now um, – my job entails i am i oversee the public and community relations department so uh, all of our interactions with uh, with the media a number of the interactions with the fans um, interviews press conferences releases we write the media guide uh, and then also on the community relations side uh, with the family foundation the donations that that we give out in the community different scholarships and appearances uh from the players year round uh so it's it's the, the great thing about it is is we have many touch points with our fans uh through the things that we do with uh with through media relations and and community relations so it's it's a it's a it's a hectic and hard but really fulfilling job 
Um, we're, we were looking at um, some articles on you um, prior to the interview here, and uh, one of them says, meet Chad Steele, the most famous <laughs> NFL face you don't know. Can you tell us why we don't know you and what makes you so famous? <laughs> um, well, I, I think, you know, um, for years and years, uh, every NFL team has to have a PR person on the sideline uh, for games. That is probably one of my favorite things that I've done. Um, and uh, the, and we're down there to coordinate with the networks, to coordinate with the, with the PR people up in the, up in the press box for injuries and things um and sideline reporters so uh, i i did that i was on the sidelines for 17 years um and, and so when you they cut to the sideline you'd often see me um and i'm a little different than most pr guys you know being being a, a biracial six foot seven uh pr person that's 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 not in the normal pr playbook so uh i'm seeing quite a bit and i'm always wearing a suit uh and then for the past uh geez seven years uh, I've helped the NFL out at the Super Bowl um, during the week, helping out with credentials and things of that nature. And then after the, uh, I'm assigned to either a TV or radio sideline reporter during the game. And then after the game, uh, I'm assigned to players. And, and the players, uh, particularly the, the winners, have uh, certain interviews that they have to do with our league partners. And um, there's just so much chaos going on that they invite a couple of us uh, from different down each year uh and so for years and years i would always have a quarterback and we're assigned the week before the game the wednesday before the game we're assigned who we who we get and just lucky enough i just always happen to have the winning quarterback um and uh and then in the last couple of years i've i've been assigned to whoever the mvp is so there are obviously a lot of cameras on um on those people at that time and there's such a crush that it is a race you know i have to sprint to get out there next to him because if i'm not next to him by the time the media surrounds them, then I, I can't do my job. So I think I've just been caught on a lot of uh, on a lot of cameras, standing next to these super famous people, and 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 probably the pinnacle of the uh, of their career. So after all these years, you're still boxing out, right? Still boxing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in Minnesota two years ago, Tracy Wolfson was a sideline reporter, mm -hmm. and she had to get Tom Brady. And Tracy is five two maybe and you know tiny about you know 90 pounds and it really is i mean hundreds of people and everybody is trying to get their shot and so this the head security guy for the for the patriots um is he's probably about six five and over 300 so we just kind of grabbed tracy put her in between us and then we just kind of moved out and boxed out until we could get her with tom so it really is i'm still using those uh those basketball skills <laughs> after the super bowl yeah, there's this great photo of you back from February of uh, you kind of handling Patrick Mahomes and uh, someone had tweeted out. So maybe we'll have to retweet that here yeah. just so people can uh, get a get a look at it. Chad, how would you say, you know, all the things you do, your experience at the Super Bowl, how would you say that, you know, being at Winthrop helped prepare you for where you are now? You know, I, I think what the, for me, I, I grew up as a military brat. And uh, so I spent most of my childhood overseas. I moved around 14 times as a kid. Uh, and uh, when I graduated high school, my, my father was stationed in Leavenworth, Kansas. Um, and so uh, I, I, was a, I was a football player my whole life. I, I figured I'd play football. My dad played football at West Point. And, um, and when we moved to Leavenworth, uh, football season was halfway through. We moved in November, and so I couldn't play football. Uh, I was kind of forced to play basketball and then ended up liking it. was lucky enough to get a scholarship to, to go to Winthrop. But uh, it was a challenge for me because I'd never been away from my family. And my entire life, because we moved so much, it was just the five of us uh, that we relied on. So moving uh, from Kansas to South Carolina and being that far away from, from my parents and my siblings uh, was hard. But... Um, the, the family atmosphere at Winthrop really helped shape me. Um, you know, a number of my teammates that were uh, from in and around South Carolina and Georgia, uh, I would be able to go home with them when we had long weekends. Uh, some classmates there um, that, that would have to go home with them, get a home-cooked meal, um, and, and really helped me feel welcome. Uh, when, you know, talking to my sister when she went to college and some of my other friends from high school really got homesick and ended up going back closer to home. Uh, so it kind of gave me a home away from home. And then um, just the, the, the maturation there, uh, learning from so many different people 
learning from from the staff uh, there to kind of guiding me uh, as to where I wanted to go was uh, was huge. And um, I grew so much at my time there. And I really think it's because that community honestly really cares about uh, the students there. And it's not it's not just the the community on campus. It's, it's the extended community off campus. Uh, you know, Cherry Hill Road and, and um, you know, the, the schools around there, the high schools. I remember going to Northwestern and watching uh, watching football games. Um, and it's just that that kind of sense of, of family and caring and wanting to see us do well. Um, you know, and, and I always say for the when I when I talk to young people, the most important decision you'll ever make in your life, you make when you're 17 years old. And that's where you're, you're going to school, um, because if I wasn't at Winthrop, uh, there's no way I'd be in the NFL. I was there just, you know, right place, right time with the Carolina Panthers. And and going past that, uh, if I wasn't in the NFL, I wouldn't have met my wife. You know, we met uh, I was working the Pro Bowl and she was working for DirecTV. Uh, so we met out in Hawaii through the NFL. So I wouldn't have I wouldn't be I wouldn't have Wendy. I wouldn't have Dylan and Colt, my kids, uh, if it wasn't for Winthrop. Uh, so being able to take advantage and having the people there honestly care about you and want to see you succeed um, is is the reason where I am today. And I'm 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 so grateful to Winthrop for for giving me those opportunities. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joe Casco and Mark Nortz here, and we're speaking with Chad Steele, the Senior Vice President of Communications with the Baltimore Ravens. He's a 1997 Winthrop graduate, and we're speaking to him by phone from his home in Maryland. Chad, do you have a favorite Winthrop story or a, a Winthrop moment that you might share with uh, with our community? You know, I, there's there's no one moment that, that, that really stands out. It's just... Um, so eye-opening as a freshman, you know, I'm going in there um, half half a country away from my family, um, and just the the inviting nature. I remember the the, the freshman meeting at Tillman Hall, uh, and you know, going in to eat lunch in the cafeteria with all those other students and playing pickup at that Peabody gym. Why does, does Peabody even exist? No, no, Pe- Peabody's gone to that great gym in the sky. Oh. It's uh, <laughs> it's now <laughs> it's now the Lois Rain West Center. Um, it's brand oh. new. It's state of the art. It's one of the greenest buildings um, in South Carolina. It's that's, a go- that's gorgeous fantastic. facility. You would really do well to come back and visit and uh, and take in. It's got um, there's an indoor track, and I think there's at least four basketball courts. Um, you got weights. You got all kinds of stuff there. You'd love it. Well, you, yeah, you, I, you I, can I, play I, some pickup basketball against me and Mark, Chad. <laughs> as as yeah, I give you probably a good six to seven minutes of hard play, and then after that, it's going to be a little. Issue. No, you'd have to spot this like. 10 points to your zero and first to 11, I think. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And we'd have to make sure there's some oxygen tanks on the sidelines. Yeah. Oh, de- definitely. <laughs> tanks will need that. But yeah, I, I think it was just, it, it was, it was just the environment that, that was, that was so welcoming to me, you know, and uh, that, that Southern hospitality. Um, and, you know, I, as I said, as a, as a military brat and um, as a as a six foot seven, you know, biracial kid with ADD that was, you know, 160 pounds when I went to college, I probably wasn't the, the, the prize of any friend circles, uh, but everybody really welcoming me and, 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 and them wanting to see me do well was great. Uh, I do remember those times at Winthrop Coliseum uh, when we would have um you know the conference games and and to have the fraternities and sororities that are supporting us and the people from around those are things that that i really cherish and uh we were down playing the carolina panthers last year uh, i think it was in october and um and so then we flew in on saturday and saturday night uh, i went out to dinner with uh i think jesus probably about nine or ten of my teammates uh from when I was playing there and we just, you know, went, went out had a great dinner and just sat around and telling lies about how great we were in, <laughs> in college and how, um, how popular we were. But it was it was just fun to, to, to still have uh, those friendships this many years later uh, says something about um, about Winthrop because I'm talking to my sister and talking to my brother and some other people there. They're friends that they had in college that were good friends there, but they've lost touch. So for for us to still have that 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 foundation and and that friendship through Winthrop is, is something truly special. So Chad, we've got a number of young people in our mass comm department who are into sports. Uh, we got a couple 
guys who host a sports show here on the station, and they've been podcasting their NFL draft coverage all week. So we got to ask you an inside the NFL type question. Give us a give us a cool story, or give us a, you know an experience of something that's happened during your time in the NFL that uh, people would be really uh, would would be interested to hear. You know, I, I, I think when I look back, why I love doing what I do is because of, as I said, it's the touch points with the people. And um, obviously us winning the Super Bowl was was a fantastic memory and um, being able to be a part of Super Bowls now, even when the organization isn't uh, isn't. Uh, involved in the room when the Ravens aren't involved is, is, is absolutely spectacular for me. If you'd have told 15 year old Chad that this is what you'd be doing out of, out of laughed in your face. Um, those are all great, but the, the, the special times for me um, are when there are no cameras around and uh, the athletes really take time out of their day um, to help people in need. Um, you know, there, there are many, many, calls that I remember getting for, for Ray Lewis, for sick people, dying people, people that need to pick me up and raise like, okay, uh, bring them out here on Friday. Let me know what I can do. Um, one in particular, I remember I was, uh, uh, I was out in, um, at a hibachi restaurant with, uh, with my family and, and my in-laws and, you know, you sit around that big table and there are eight people there and I was sitting next to a family and the father was right next to me and then the son was next to him and then the mother and two daughters. And, uh, it was right before Super Bowl 50, we we're getting ready to leave. And my wife's from Northern California. So we we're talking about the things we were going to do when we we're out there and the NFL and the, the guy leaned over to me and he said, are, do you play for the Ravens? And, and I said, no. Um, you know, uh, and so I went back to talking to my family. My wife kind of knocked me under the table. Hey, don't be a jerk, you know. And so he came back again. He says, do you, "Are you are you involved in the NFL?" And I said, "Yes, I do PR for the Ravens." And he said, "Oh my gosh, my my son, you know, he's seven. Uh, tell him about your favorite Christmas gift you got." And it was a it was a picture of Steve Smith Sr. Um, and uh, and a cutout of uh, a part of a football that uh, that we use in a football game that was autographed by Steve. And he said, it's my favorite gift. It's up on my wall. It's the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning. It's the last thing I see when I go to bed at night. Um, and I just thought that was really cool. So I texted Steve. I didn't tell the family. I texted Steve and said, hey, man, I've got this young kid who idolizes you. Um, if you have a minute, you know, can you just give me a call and give him a couple um a couple minutes and some words of advice and encouragement. And I didn't ex really expect to hear back from him. It's late on a Saturday and he was rehabbing an injury in the off season. And uh, he texted me back two minutes later and said, give me five minutes. And, uh, and so he called and uh, I told him the young man's name and I handed the phone to the dad to give to his son. And I said, Hey, it's, this is for your son. And he saw the caller ID, saw Steve Smith. And he said, is this for real? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and um, wow. and nice. hey, the, the kid, took the phone in his mouth dropped and he didn't say anything. I was like, Hey, you got to talk to him. And, uh, and so the father told the mom that, you know, Steve Smith senior, I saw the, saw the mom crying and Steve talked to the kid for about five minutes. And, um, and we got, and I just said, Hey, thanks. I'll give you a call in a little while. And, uh, my, the father and I exchanged, uh, information and he was, he, he was a CEO of this uh, massive construction company up here in Baltimore. And we kept in touch and I'd see him at different events. And he said, I, I can't tell you what that meant to my son. And he would go out rain, sleet, snow, sh sunshine, whatever it was with his gloves on and throw the ball up and Hey dad, you got to do that. Steve told me to do this. So the impact that that had on that family was huge. And it didn't cost us, it didn't cost the Ravens anything. It didn't cost Steve anything other than five minutes of his time. Um, and so th those types of things are, are, are the things I love uh, about my job. You know, those things that, that maybe no one would ever know um, except for, you know, me telling the story now, but it's, it's something that, that really, you know, I think even if they weren't Ravens fans before they would be now, we may have a Raven fan for life. And that young man who may come back and, and be the, be the, the head of a company and want to buy a suite from us and, and, and share the story with, with how the Ravens touched him. So those are, those are the things that I'll remember. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Well, Chad, this has been great, but we do have to ask you one more question. We are a, um, a music radio station here. So we, you know, people are sheltering in place and they're quarantining and all that stuff like that. Um, what about music? Do you have a pandemic playlist that you're, uh, you're playing or, or a couple of songs oh. that, that are acting as inspiration to you? It's, it's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm a music fanatic. Um, 
I, I listened to all genres. My, my dad growing up, my dad would wake me up early and we would make breakfast for the family on Saturdays. And we would listen to, you know, Ray Goodman Brown and Earth, Wind and Fire and the Commodores and Stevie Wonder. Uh, and then my mom, she would get up and when I'm helping clean late in the afternoon, she would listen to Kenny Rogers and Ronnie Millsap and Led Zeppelin. So I, I, I it's such a wide uh, variety that I like. And, and my kids luckily have have really gotten into that too. My, my daughter, a 80s rocker she loves 80s hair bands that's that's her thing my son is is huge into to r&b and a little bit of hip-hop clean hip-hop um <laughs> you know but for me my favorite of all time is prince oh and nice anytime anywhere uh i i play prince i you know just him as an artist and, and what he did my wife bought me I'm, I'm reading his book now the beautiful ones which is amazing uh but i i saw prince 10 times uh would before he passed including one time at his house in paisley park uh in minnesota i think it was oh two um and it was just it was unbelievable the fact that that man wrote all of these songs for so many different people he played on his first album he played all 28 instruments on that album you know just the genius of uh, of his music so anytime i, I need a little boost or we're, we're relaxing or doing something i i, I was put on prince in, in no particular order um, your top three Prince songs. Oof, Purple Rain, obviously. Um, Darling Nikki is probably a, um, a, a sneaky one in there. Um, and then there's there's one that wasn't widely released. It's called Electric Love that he played at um, at a club in uh, in, in Minnesota in, in, in 1982. That uh, I, it's it's on YouTube, uh, but it's not. It was never released on an album. Uh, but I I kind of ripped it off YouTube and put it through that MP3 changer, and I have it I have it on my phone. Uh, so those are probably. T- but they're they're just. I mean they're 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 so <laughs> there's just so many. Little Red Corvette and When Doves Cry and Let's Go Crazy. I mean it's just there are just so many. But Purple Rain is the one. Anytime Prince comes on, the kids want to hear Purple Rain. No matter what other songs we're listening to, that one has to come on as well. Well, Chad, we really appreciate you taking the time, and we will uh, tip our raspberry berets to you today. So, uh, <laughs> so thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the time. I, I appreciate it, guys, and stay safe. That was Chad Steele, Senior Vice President of Communications with the Baltimore Ravens, a 1997 graduate of Winthrop University. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. I never meant to cause you any sorrow I never meant to cause you any pain
with Purple Rain here on WINR Eagle Air. It's virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here with you this afternoon. Two professors from the Mass Communication Department. So we're doing what professors do on a Saturday. We communicate with <laughs> thousands of people Absolutely. across the world for virtual Winthrop Day. And it's been a pretty exciting day so far. I mean, all the impressive people connected and to the Winthrop community. I know, I know. Like the, the last interview that we just had, you know, we played the one of his songs that he wanted to hear, um, "Purple Rain." Chad Steele, you know, works with the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if if you were listening, if you caught what he said. He said how he's he saw Prince like ten times in concert, and then he just slipped in. He goes, "Oh yes," and I got to see him at his home in Paisley Park one time. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Can you imagine that, like, being able to um, see an artist of that caliber? And, oh, yeah, I just happened to be, you know, at, at his home studio when he was doing a concert. Um, and it all came from Winthrop. Like he said, all the stuff that's happened to him, Chad was was very, very blatant about that. He said everything that's happened to him that's led to him to where he is started here at Winthrop. So it's all been a really, really good thing. And we're asking for your requests via the pandemic playlist. So that's what we're building today. You can get in touch with us on our social platforms. It's at WU Eagle Air on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can send us a direct message on Facebook. Just find Eagle Air, like us, follow the station, and uh, maybe the occasional retweet or share. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you're Thinking about applying to Winthrop, if you're out there, you're listening, and you're not sure, and you want a little bit more information, just head over to winthrop.edu. We've got all kinds of things and resources available for you there, virtual tours and more information from our admissions folks. You can actually call them today if you'd like. They're working remotely. It's 803-323-2191. You can email admissions at winthrop.edu. And remember that the university is, through spring 2021, test optional. So if you haven't taken the SAT because you were planning to do it this spring and, and things happened and now you've been asked to stay home and there's no testing available, don't worry. We are waiving that through spring 2021. I feel like we're like an infomercial here. That's right, people. 803-323-2191. Operator standing by. <laughs> so you, if you do have any questions, please give them a call over at admissions or visit the website. Um, oh, and the other thing, too, if um, it doesn't have to be a, a mass communication uh, major. I mean, we're, we're mass communication pre professors, and we forget there are other majors on campus here. But if you go to any of the, the web pages at the, the Winthrop website, you're going to find... Um, the uh, the emails for all the professors in that department. So if you're going to be a history major or an English major, um, you're going to be uh, political science or psychology, just go to that department's website, and I mean web page, and you're going to find um, all the professors listed there. And that is one thing about Winthrop that um, amazed me when I first got hired here was how um, they're so connected and they stay connected with the students. Um, if you walk down our hallway during... Um, any time during the day and there's a, a professor in their office, chances are there's a student with them. Um, that's one thing um, a lot of parents are, are very impressed with is the fact that we are accessible. 
Uh, if you if there's an office hour, we're going to be there during the office hour. If you can't make it during the office hour, get a hold of us, and we'll set up a time, and we'll make sure it happens because it is important that, that you stay in contact with us. And, again, we want to hear your request via our pandemic playlist. We actually just heard from Samantha listening in West Virginia, the beauty of the Internet. We She sent us a message via Facebook and she really wants to hear the Eagles Hotel California. She says that's on her pandemic playlist. So it's up next here on Eagle Air Live. And we've got an interview with Brandon Taylor, news anchor at WLTX TV in Columbia, South Carolina, coming up next.
This is the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz here with you. And we're joined now by Brandon Taylor, morning anchor at WLTX-TV in Columbia, South Carolina. He's a 2007 graduate of Winthrop. Brandon, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It's good to talk with both of you. Yeah, we're really excited to talk to you. We we had you up to campus last year, and you were a, a participant in our one of our alumni panels sharing your experiences with Winthrop. So we know how much you you love Winthrop, and but you know, just tell us again about how you ended up at Winthrop and and what your time was like there. You know, when I think about Winthrop, to me it seems like it was just yesterday, two thousand and seven. Uh, but now <laughs> it's been over 10 years now. So it's, so it's been a little, been a little while. Um, but you know, Winthrop for me was, was something that I always wanted to go to Winthrop, I think, because I knew they had an excellent journalism school. USC as well had a, had a great journalism school here in Columbia, but I wanted to get away from home. And so my next best option was Winthrop. And I knew some people who were older than me who had gone through the education program at Winthrop and I had visited, um, so I knew that it was was a pretty good school for me because it was small enough where I could still feel like I was a part of the community, um, but not too big where I would just feel like a number. Uh, so, you know, my time at Winthrop was, was, was wonderful. You got hands-on experience, um, you know, was able to work with equipment, uh, learn skills that, I, that we still use every day, um, every day now, what, 2020, 13 years later. Um, but it was also a chance for me to, to meet a lot of people um, and build a community of people who are still in the industry today. Some of the same people that I had, you know, in my mass comm classes, you know, I interact with today. So it really was a neat um, experience for me and something that, you know, I, I think of fondly. If I remember correctly, um, Brandon, you didn't you do an internship with the, uh, the Carolina Panthers? No, so I actually I didn't do an internship with the Panthers. I worked for the Panthers. Oh, was, right, right. It was it was it, it ended up working out kind of well. So I was a uh, <laughs> a cheerleader, quote unquote, for the Panthers, flag runner. Um, when when we do never have I ever, I'm one of the only people that can say never have I ever worked for an NFL team, which is true. Had a check from them, direct deposit. Uh, but it was a neat experience because while I was at Winthrop and during my time at Close Up, we were able to get behind the scenes footage and actually get on the field you know, during a game and kind of did a profile piece on one of the other flag runners who was also from Winthrop. And even still to this day, I, I think a lot of those flag runners um, are Winthrop students because of the connection that we had several years ago. Um, you, you mentioned um, your experience with uh, with Winthrop Close-Up. Um, can you tell our, our listeners um, a little bit about Winthrop Close-Up and, and how they can get involved in it? Uh, yeah, so Winthrop Close-Up is um, the online, or not online, but it's the television platform, television format for Winthrop. Um, and that's really where you get hands-on experience building packages, you know, going out to the community, interviewing people, um, having, you know, actual deadlines. And I remember, you know, Mr. Norris, when I was in your class, you said, you know, two weeks is a pretty long time. When you get out, you know, into the real world and you get out to the newsroom, you're not going to have two weeks, I think is what it was at the time that we had two weeks or a week to turn a story. And I remember thinking, oh, we'll have time. We'll have time. And then, you know, as soon as I got that first day in there, it was like, no, you've got to have, you know, a package and a VOSAT by five o'clock. Um, so Winthrop Close-Up, it really helped you, you know, learn deadlines, um, you know, how to work with other people. You know, for a, a time, um, during the first few classes I think I had at Winthrop, you know, we were working by ourselves. I think we got the equipment by ourselves. We were trying to figure out, like, uh, how to shoot and stuff by ourselves. Uh, but then when we actually started working in groups and working with other people and seeing how an actual broadcast and newscast was put together, and I think that was probably – the most fun I had was my senior years watching from the producing to the directing to, you know, uh, the formatting to just being the floor crew. I mean, being able to have that entire experience and hands-on experience. So that way, when I finally did get my first job, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I've done this before. I, I can I can format this. And I do remember my first day at WBTW in Myrtle Beach because I was one of the fortunate ones where – I got a job like right after graduation or right before graduation. Um, my very first day, they were like, okay, we need you to do a VOSOP. And I was like, oh, I can handle that. I know what that is. You want video and sound and put it together. I can handle that. I mean, it probably took me a little bit longer than it should have, but I still knew what to do when it was time for me to go. Oh, absolutely. You know, I remember that first job because I, it was actually after, after you graduated because I was teaching summer class. 
And do you remember you came running into the classroom <laughs> at, right in the middle of my lecture and you said, Professor Norris, Professor Norris, I got a job offer. What do I do? And I was like, well, I'm kind of in the middle of something here. And I said, uh, everybody take five. And and so you had your your offer in front of you and you said, how do I ask, you know, how do I do this? Do I get more money? And and so we talked it over, and I was th- I was thinking, you know, oh my gosh, this is really happening. He's really get- <laughs> he's really getting the job offer. This is awesome. This is this is what he's been working for. And uh, I think it was probably about three days later. Um, I'm checking my email, and there it is. And you're like, I did it. You know, thanks for all your help. And I said, well, I'm gonna have to let the class know because they've been asking every day. You know, what happened to Brandon? <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and then now to look, what, 13 years later, 14 years later, and then, you know, here I am. And I, and I remember that moment and being so excited because, you know, you go to school four years and you're working hard in and out and, you know, you don't think it's going to happen. And then when you get that first offer letter, the excitement, it was like everything that I dreamed of. And for me, you know, a lot of kids, they don't know, a lot of students, they don't know what they want to do when they grow up or what they want to be. And for me, you know, my parents, when I go out and do school visits, I always say, I grew up in a household where... My dad always read the newspaper in the morning, and my mom always watched the Today Show. She always turned on the Today Show in the morning. So for me, growing up, that's what I saw. Uh, and always dreamed, ever since five years old, I wanted to be Bryant Gumble or wanted to be like Bryant Gumble. Um, so to be able to, to to hear that story, that fond memory of, of, of busting into your classroom, I do apologize. <laughs> that's uh, fine. But, that's fine. But it was it was it was <laughs> I was excited, and, and I'm still excited to still be doing what I've dreamed of doing ever since you know I was I was a kid. Well, yeah. it's funny how many people have talked about. One of their favorite things about Winthrop has been personal relationships, and that here Mark is, 13 years later, remembers the moment that you got a job offer. That's a pretty cool story. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't remember what shirt I wore yesterday, but, but you do remember those, you know, those interactions with young people as you help them get to where it is they want to go. Um, Brandon, just tell people if, uh, you know, a student or a a family out there is listening today. You know, tell us a little bit about what you do and and what your career has been like in media, and, and maybe share a cool story with us about something exciting you've gotten to do as a journalist. Oh, man, the, one of the reasons why I love this career so much is um, you get to move around, you get to experience different um, communities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this job has taken me to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Wilmington, North Carolina, Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, now back to my hometown of Columbia. Um, so being able to live in all of those different communities and to experience, you know, the different cultures and 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 what people what gets them moving and what gets them going, that for me was just always exciting. And then now to be able to come full circle and to bring that home, and to be working at a station where I grew up. You know, being here in Columbia, we have four major stations and. WLTX, the CBS affiliate, has been one of the legacy stations. So to be able to work with people who I've watched for years, you know, Hurricane Hugo was something that was so momentous. That's a, a piece of history, a part of time. That when you say Hurricane Hugo, people in, in South Carolina, they immediately are like, you know, I remember where I was when that happened. You know, even being a young child, I remember watching television during Hurricane Hugo um, and seeing this guy named Jim Gandy, who ended up being South Carolina's weatherman, um, had been doing weather for, for, for 40, 50 years, uh, just recently retired, but he ended up being the chief meteorologist at WLTX. So during Hurricane Florence, oh gosh, what was that, last year, two years ago now, uh, was able to do 12 hours of nonstop coverage on the air with somebody who I had had, had admired as a child. Um, and even just recently, you know, this, this pandemic that we're going through right now with COVID-19 has really taken its toll. I mean, everyone has has had to change. You know, 94% of our workforce is working from home. Um, I'm one of one of three people that comes into the building um, to, to to do a newscast. Um, but you realize how much of an impact you have. You know, just last week we did a story about a, a doctor who had local ties to Columbia, who was on the great in, in the great scene in George County right now working. Um, but there was emotional video of him speaking to his daughters and saying, you know, I'm sorry, I can't hug you. I can't come home tonight. You know, I'm just here for, for, for dinner. And he was having dinner through the screen glass um, with his family. And we shared this story and we shared this video in the very next day, no lie. The very next day, a family who was watching from here in Columbia who saw that story were so moved 
they got in contact with this doctor. They figured it out through Facebook and ended up donating their RV the very next day. So wow. we shared the story on a Thursday. By Saturday, that family had driven down to Georgetown County and donated their RV to this doctor so that way he could still, you know, after hours of the hospital, still be able to come home, spend some time with his family while still social distancing. Um, and it was that moment that I realized, you know, this, this people are, are holding on. People want hope. People want help at times like this. And so this is this is a very powerful time for media and for, for broadcast news. And so it just stories like that warm my heart because it really feels like you're making a difference. And that's why I got into this is because I love stories. I love making an impact. And you, and you feel that you feel that at times like these. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winthrop Day. Joseph Casco, Mark Nortz, and we're speaking with Brandon Taylor, news anchor at WLTX-TV in Columbia, South Carolina. Brandon, you know, you, you mentioned about the media's role in all this. One thing I've, I've heard from people is some criticism about maybe it's not healthy for people to hear the, the numbers every day of how many new cases there are, or how many people have died What's your take on that? What do you think about how the the media has covered this pandemic? Yeah, you know, uh, there, it's two parts. I think as a viewer, too much consumption of this right now can be too much, even for me, somebody who lives it every day, you know, uh, I'm involved in this every day. There comes a certain point of the day where I have to separate myself and turn off the TV and just kind of decompress, watch Netflix or just kind of watch something else, watch an old game that's on ESPN or SportsCenter, uh, you know, just watch something else to kind of decompress. But the media's role is important. I think the numbers are important. Every day we do the, the top three things that you need to know about COVID-19 here in South Carolina, because we want people to know how many lives have been infected, how many people have lost their life. And that's, I think is important. You know, it, it might be just a number to you, you know, I think, what was it? We had over 100 now. Um, it might just be a number to you, but to somebody, that's their father. That's their mother. You know, that's their grandfather, their grandmother. That's somebody's family member. Um, and so I think it's important that we instruct people of what health officials are saying. And that's what gets so, con you know, mixed up in all of this, because now that people are at home, now that people are stuck in their houses and stuck behind their computers, you know, they get on social media and they post all types of information. So I tell my friends, you know, what we do is we get, you know, the most accurate information from the CDC, from our local health officials from DHEC, and that's what we try to convey to you. And so that's why we do the local numbers, the local reports, so that way people, you know, who are here can identify and say, you know what, this is happening here in our community. This is affecting, you know, 4,600 South Carolinians right now. So I think the numbers are important, but at the same time, you know, too much consumption of this right now can be, can be overwhelming. It can be a lot emotionally you know, mentally and physically. Um, we have noticed that, you know, like, you know, people do get kind of fixated on all the numbers and, and they can't stop watching and, and it does get discouraging. But um, we've also um, noticed that people are finding ways to, um, you know, relax and, and kind of take a break from the whole thing. And, and music seems to be the, the common ground. So we've been talking to people to find out, do you have a pandemic playlist? Is there go <laughs> pandemic playlist? Is there some go to music, you know, or a favorite artist that you go to um, to kind of get you away from all of this? Oh, okay. Well, you know, I do have a pandemic playlist. It's a gospel pandemic playlist because, and I listen to that actually in the morning from where I live from work. It's a seven minute drive, so I can probably get through two uplifting songs to kind of you know help me stay strong and give me some some guidance. Um, but it varies from day to day. It could be anything from rock to rap uh, to sometimes I just listen in, listen to like the sleep sounds, the, the the nature sounds on my playlist. Just just something just to decompress and get away. So again, it depends. It could be from Beyonce to Bruno Mars to Sam Smith to you know Hillsong United. I mean, I, I have a little bit of everything. All and music is the best part. And the best part about this is. You know, on social media at nighttime, especially on the weekends when you see the different mashups of the different musical artists and stuff, that's one positive thing where you see people getting together and they're not, you know, bashing this study or bashing this doctor. They're they're united in the music. So, yeah, that's one thing that has united a lot of people, I think, which is which is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's interesting to hear you say as a media professional, sometimes I need to step away from it. I know Mark and I is former practitioners and people who are teaching and training young people to go into media, I know I have to step away from it. And sometimes I'm, my happiest moments 
or when I turn off the television and the only thing I have going is some music. And yeah. I, I think one of the cool things is some of the um, Instagram live or the Facebook <laughs> live shows that we're seeing people get together and perform is is really cool. And I think it's fun to see you know, people do things like that to, to do something positive during these difficult times. And people have been so innovative too, from, you know, I, well, we just had Easter Sunday a few weeks ago and seeing the different mashups of different choirs, putting their different videos together. And it's like, you know what, these are stories that we want to share. And those are some stories. So we do have a block in our show now that we call reasons to smile because we want people to know, to have the hardcore facts, the information of what's going on. But at the same time, we want to give you a reason to smile because there's just so much negativity and just so much, you know, unknown out there right now that we want people to smile and, and music and positive videos and these drive-by parades. Those are, those are positive things that people are doing in our community. Brandon, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. That's it. That's all we've got. Well, I mean, you want to go another 15 minutes with us? I mean, we could do it. We could talk to you for an hour, Brandon. I mean, no, no, you're good. You're good. That was Brandon Taylor, morning news anchor at WLTX-TV in Columbia, South Carolina. You're listening to the Eagle Air broadcast of Virtual Winter Day. here on WINR Eagle Air Joseph Casco Mark Nortz here with you this afternoon from the 
Eagle Air Studio at the campus of Johnson Hall in the Department of Mass Communication at Winthrop University for Virtual Winthrop Day. It's been a lot of fun so far, Mark. It's been awesome, and we want to thank everybody for um, going along this ride with us. Uh, it was kind of cool. We, we talked earlier with um, Interim President Dr. George Hind, and George mentioned that um, he was uh, in a band when he was out in California as a youth, and uh, we got a, a shout-out on... Um, on social media, the from tweeter, the tweeter, yes, <laughs> the tweeter, <laughs> yes, the tweeter um, from uh, one of our MassCom students, um, Lachey Reed, and she actually found on eBay a copy of Dr. Hines Band's forty-five. If you're not familiar with a forty-five, is it's a small piece of vinyl. It's a seven-inch vinyl record. It has two songs, one on each side. And she found it, and she um, she sent it to us, and it's kind of cool. It's called um, yeah. We retweeted it. Yeah, we retweeted. Can... We re. Well, that's hard to say. <laughs> it is hard. <laughs> yeah, we retweeted it, and um, it's the six packs, and they're doing groovy, so, goofy, wasn't it? Goofy. goofy. That's it. Goofy. Yep. Yes, I'm sorry, um, but that was really cool uh, to think. You know, he said that we probably wouldn't be able to find it, and here it was. So thanks a lot. Um, Actually, I just pulled it up. Here it is. It's on sale for eleven bucks, eleven dollars, and a steal at that. It's the yeah, the forty-five six-pack goofy. That's that is so crazy. That is that is seven-inch forty-five rare garage surf. It says yeah, yeah. He said it was very, it was very popular at that point in time. We should buy it and send it to him. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe he'd autograph uh, it. Maybe he would. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we could double our money. Uh, isn't it fun? I mean, and this is, even though we're doing this virtually, this is the fun thing about it is that we've got all these people and we're here getting messages on, you know, direct messages from Facebook of people from Florida, West Virginia, all over the place listening to the station. And so even though we can't be here for virtual Winthrop right, Day on campus, right. we're all together you know, through the power of technology and, you know, that we have one of our students listening and and sending us songs and, and interacting with us by, you know, tweeting a photo to us that she found this on eBay. So that's super cool. It is really cool. Very, very cool. Winthrop.edu, if you want to find out more information, we have our admissions folks working throughout the day. You can give them a call, 803 803- Three two three twenty one ninety one. You can email them admissions at winthrop.edu. We're going to hear from another great Winthrop alum coming up next. It's Bob Crawford. He's the bass player for the Grammy-nominated Avett Brothers. And we're going to hear one of his songs, and then we'll get Bob on the phone. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, it's very interesting. Um, when um, we talked to Bob, he, uh, he did let, let us in on a little secret. When he came to Winthrop, um, he came as as a music major, but he took some other classes, and he took a political science class, and at one point in time, he considered switching his major. He'll tell us more about that, um, I'm sure, when we get on the interview with him and everything. Um, but he also um, has embraced all the new technology. He um, he was t- telling us about, uh, he has his own podcast, and it's called The Road to Now, it's something you might want to check out. He he's really good um, with the politics, and he actually partners sometimes with um, another one of our po- um, political science professors, Dr. Scott Huffman. And we'll be talking with Scott later on today, also. But yeah, we're going to ha- be talking to Bob Crawford, which is really cool. We'll hear from Bob Crawford in this half hour, and then we're going to speak with alumnus James Kevin Gray, who's a composer and uh, 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 pastor of music up in Charlotte. Then we'll hear from two faculty members in the 2 o'clock hour, Dr. Adolphus Belk and the dean of the uh, business school here at Winthrop, P.N. Saxena. And then we'll do a sports hour in the 3 o'clock hour. We're going to talk to Winthrop men's basketball head coach Pat Kelsey and then the top shelf sports guys who have a show here on Eagle Air are going to recap the Winthrop basketball season for us in the second half of the 3 o'clock hour. So that's what's coming up. And uh, so we've got the Avid Brothers coming up next, and then we'll hear from Bob Crawford here. It's Eagle Air Live for Virtual Winthrop Day. <laughs> 